Welcome to Energy is Currency, hosted by myself, Alexis Williams, MBA. I am a business consultant, I'm a serial entrepreneur, I'm a hair loss practitioner, yoga instructor, blah, 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 blah. I'm all things to all people. And one thing I know for sure is that your energy equals your currency. So today, today we are going to get into knowledge and identity and how you think of yourself and how you think of yourself as it relates to your business. So. How you doing? What's up with you? How you feeling? It's springtime. It's crazy outside. One day it's winter, one day it's summer. Either way, it's all good. And as we're transitioning through the seasons, it's imperative to transition with your business and with your personal life as well. So this is the perfect time for spring cleaning. That's why it's called spring cleaning. Um, and checking that inventory of what you have around you. But also, Take this time to figure out what's inside of you. What's going on in your mind? What identities are you processing? What's going on with you? So, the first thing I wanna get into is, like I keep saying, identity. Identity is so important. Identity is anything that resonates with you or feels like encompasses who you are and who you want to be associated with, these characteristics or people or whatever it can be. Your identity is who you are essentially. And it's important to have a strong identity as an entrepreneur and a business owner. And it's way more important for your business to also have an identity. So how do we shape our identities? What is an identity? How do you even get to an identity, right? So think of the phrase, I think, therefore, I am okay so anything after I am is your identity so essentially how I introduce myself I am Alexis Williams that's one identity MBA that's another one um, business consultant that's another identity um, what else did I say yoga instructor additional identity hair loss practitioner additional identities right so I have at least five identities that I gave you off rip because these are things that I want to be associated with. These are things that I want people to know me as. When they think of hair loss, I want them to think of Lexi. I want to be synonymous with certain phrases. When you think of trap yoga, I also want you to think of Alexis Williams because it's the same thing essentially. <laughs> so take this time out, take a few seconds, pause the, the recording, pause whatever you're listening to and think about your identity. Who are you? When you introduce yourself, what are the first few things that you spit out, okay? I'm not doing the explorer, so I'm not gonna pause and stare into the screen and say, okay, good, hopefully you did it. <laughs> hopefully it worked, hopefully you feel really excited about your identity, right? But I want you to check yourself. This is where that spring cleaning, that, that personal inventory comes in. Not all of our identities are positive. Not all of the things that are a part of our dominant representation are positive. So when you're introducing yourself, do you send out all of the negative stuff first? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find something negative to say about myself. Um, oh, y'all know I'm poor and broke. That's who I am. 
that's an identity. When you're saying I am poor and broke, you're establishing an identity for yourself. So think of ways that you can shift it. I remember a friend of mine, he and I were chatting a while ago and we were talking about like elevator pitches. Um, the best way to describe yourself, the best way to get people to buy into you within the first few seconds. And my suggestion was tell them the best parts first. So in his case, he was um, a seasoned veteran. Um, what else did this guy do? He was so dope. He was such a cool friend. He still is a good friend. Um, he talked about being a general contractor. He was world travel, culture, spoke multiple languages, did this, did that. He had all of these great life achievements. And when he would introduce himself, he would start off with, oh, you know, I'm from St. Louis and I didn't go to college. And it's like, okay, so tell me the best parts of you. And in that case, it was like, okay, let's flip this. When you introduce yourself, introduce yourself as the most dope part of yourself. Um, what do you identify, identify with internally that you feel is amazing? For me, it's being a yoga instructor. That's not a profit project for me. That's a passion project. And I'm excited to do it. I'm excited to share yoga and share energy and share this amazing emotional maturity that I've gained from my practice. So when I introduce people and I say, oh yeah, I'm a yoga instructor, it's because I want them to know that I have that identity. I want that to resonate that she is calm and she is peaceful and she she's flexible with her body and her mind and her energy. She can take care of herself, right? And she got some fire abs because yoga will give you fire abs. <laughs> but I want people to identify me with the things that I'm excited about. And as you continue to develop your, your brand, your personality, your lifestyle, your purpose, the things you ident identify with have to resonate, which means that you gotta go through all of those areas of your life that, that you negatively resonate with. Like when you watch these Lifetime movies and you're ready to cry because what you're seeing on TV resonates with a sad part of yourself, that's creating an identity even in that moment. Oh, I identify with, with Lifetime movies and, and sadness and whatever, girl. I can't watch Lifetime. It drives me crazy. Um, but check your identity. Check how you think about yourself. Check how you present yourself. Because there are so many opportunities for growth there. There are so many opportunities to reshape your language with positive phrases that, that allow you to grow still. So if you're telling everybody, I'm broke, I can't make money, okay, cool, you absolutely are broke and you absolutely will not make money, I agree. However, if you flip that into, I am learning more about financial management, I am building my, my portfolio, I'm building my wealth, I'm building all of these things, it gives you time to grow. It, it eliminates this brokenness that we all too often associate with and it allows you opportunities to be something better than what you even thought you were. So I beg you, check your language. How do you talk to yourself? How are you phrasing yourself? How are you presenting yourself? Because this is the thing. As a yoga instructor and a person who really values meditation and like introspection, things like that, I don't want to meet the negative parts of you first. I'm going to be real honest. I don't want to hear your 
negative despondent. I don't want you to introduce yourself as I'm divorced or um, somebody introduced themselves and was telling me how they got robbed before or you know how everybody takes stuff from them and how everybody uses them and how they're this and how they're that. And essentially it's just a victim mentality. And I can't help you fix that. You gotta fix that on your own. You have to decide how much longer you are going to identify as a victim where you're presenting information as though someone had more power, more control, and more effort over your life than you do. And it's okay if you experience moments in your life where that was the case. But check this, even though you experienced it, doesn't mean it has to dominate your identity. It doesn't mean that for the rest of your life, you gotta wear the scarlet letter on your chest that says, I'm a victim, I'm broken, I'm, I've been this, this happened to me, all of these bad things, you don't have to identify with it. Especially if you're not getting a check off of it. Because there are a lot of times where we wanna know this information. Oprah Show, Ayana Van Zandt, Steve Harvey, Dr. Phil, Dr. Oz. It's so many opportunities where that actually works. Let me tell you where it don't work, when you're trying to grow your business. Unless you are using that negative image that negative image of yourself to create solutions and new opportunities. And even then, that's a transition. Even then, you're using an experience. You're not creating an identity to do something different with your life. So, that's that on that. That's how I feel about that. That's what I want you to know from that. Check how you identify with yourself. If you always say, I'm lazy, I'm stupid, I'm all over the place. I ain't got my shit together. I ain't this, I ain't that. Trust and believe the universe and everybody around you will believe that. I don't know what to tell you, unless you tell yourself different. So that's that on that. Um, speaking of identity, as a business, you have to have what's called a mission and a vision statement. And I don't care if it's only one person working for you, which might also be yourself, um, <laughs> or if you have, more than 500 people working for you. I don't care. Have a mission and a vision statement because that will help to shape your business identity as it evolves, okay? Um, and it creates competitive advantage when you have your, vi your vision and your mission statement because these two things, um, you have to share your competitive advantage. Let me go back for a second. Your competitive advantage is what separates you from every other business doing the exact same thing that you are. We are past the point of inventing the wheel. And unless you are like Elon Musk, um, innovative, you're not creating the wheel here either. You're just refining it. Hey, Minion. I'm a cat lady, y'all. You just gotta bear with me for a second. So even within these spaces, you have to identify how you want your business to evolve, how you want your business to grow, how you want the public to view you when they're making a decision between going to, like for instance, when your client, when people are making the decision between going to Target or Walmart 
or Kroger or Publix or CVS or Walgreens or Wal uh, Rite Aid, whatever. All of these businesses essentially sell the same things. You know you can buy a roll of tissues at all of those locations, right? It is a competitive advantage and their business modeling that makes each one of those entities different. It's their vision and their mission that helps to evolve the structure of their business that makes their business different. I'm asking you to work on your mission and your vision. And this goes beyond just business. I would even say have this for your personal self. What's your personal mission? What's your personal vision? What do you see yourself growing into, right? So I want to give you a couple examples of um, mission and visions that I really like. And I want you to notice a couple things. So my favorite one is by Southwest Airlines. Y'all, I love Southwest Airlines. Listen, competitively priced, easy to navigate their websites and apps. You get two bags for free, like for real, that really counts. Especially as a hair loss practitioner, hairstylist, traveling, doing hair, I need two free bags. Um, just those little things, right? Their competitive advantages, they wanted to give you the most value for the money that you're spending. Okay, Delta might be different. We know Spirit Airlines is different. Spirit Airlines is a low cost provider. That's it. You gotta bring your own seat, your own belt. You gotta pay to bring it on the flight. You gotta pay to get it off the flight. You may have to fly the flight yourself. <laughs> Spirit Airlines built their model on giving people the lowest prices possible. And they mean that. And on the opposite side, Delta. Delta is like, yo, we're premium, baby. You get to charge your phone. You get to watch whatever movies you want. All the seats are comfortable. You get options financially. You get to do whatever you want. But you want to pay for them bags. Okay. So <laughs> back to the mission statement. So this is what the mission statement is. Listen to this. To become the world's most loved, most flown, and most profitable airline. So, remember how I was talking about identity. And everything that you say I am to, you will become, right? So, they said they want to become the world's most loved. So, most loved airline. So, they built their logo with a heart on it. So, you start to experience that emotional connection immediately, just recognizing their brand. Um, to become the most flown. Listen, during the pandemic last year, Southwest was doing numbers. And for $30 per flight, they were basically giving flights away because they wanted to make sure that they maintained their most flown uh, positioning in the market. And then, and most profitable airline. When people see value, they become loyal to it. I'm gonna repeat that. When people see value, they become loyal to it. So whether you are a hairstylist, a physical trainer, a chef, if someone values what you do, if you create value through your business, people will become loyal to it. That's why I was flying during the pandemic safely with my mask on, with the separated seats, um, because I'm loyal to Southwest more than I am to any other airline. And that's okay. They, if nothing else, achieve their mission with little old me. And that's wonderful. Okay, let's check out another one. And that was just their mission statement. They didn't share their vision. Um, this one is really dope. It's by a company called Bulletproof. And they're more of an online digital supplement company. So listen to this. 
to help people perform better, think faster, and live better using a proven blend of ancient knowledge and brand new technology, tempered by research and science, and measured results from our customers, top athletes, and medical professionals. When I tell you they were so specific in what they want for their business, oh my God, I love it. And the reason why I love it so much is because not only did they tell you why they're in business, to help people perform, think, and live better. They're telling you how they're doing it um, with ancient knowledge, brand new technologies, research, and science, measured by and measure results from their constituents. So they're telling you why we're doing this. We're doing this because we want people to live better. And we're gonna do this using this, 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 and this. So that's an easy way to set up your own vision statement. What is it that, what impact, what value do you wanna to bring to your clients, to your customers, to your constituents, to your life and yourself? And how are you gonna do it? Because if you haven't figured out why or how, trust me, you're just running a rat race with everybody else. Aimlessly running for the next meal. So I encourage you, take this time to get this. Figure out who you are as a business. Figure out who you want to be and want to become. And trust me, as you identify these things, the path to achieving them becomes so much clearer, so much easier, so much more attainable because now you know what you want. And when you know what you want, the universe is able to support that endeavor or God or whomever you worship, whatever your religious process is, whatever your spirituality resonates with, it will become full circle because you're focused on it as well. So I'm gonna leave you guys with that. The next thing I wanna talk about, the next thing I wanna talk about um, is being most things to most people, okay? So the original Bible reference came from, where did that come from? I think it's First Corinthians something, right? And in this scripture, it talked about being all things to all people. So when you with the when you're with the sick and the afflicted and the poor, to to have that same level of compassion and movement for them and to experience their perspective in their world, right? And when you're around, you know, the upper crust and whatever, learning how to cold switch to adapt to each environment and as a business, this is important because you're going to have your target audience. You're going to have a group of people that you know you want to sell to and it's worth. You feel value. They love the value. We're loyal. Boom. Everything is great. But aren't there more opportunities to scale your business and grow? Aren't there more opportunities to say, hey, I want to do more? Aren't there more opportunities to produce more products, to create more profits, to establish more um market share more dominance in the market right so i want you to think about the concept of being most things to most people um the first example i have of this is gillette so gillette has been around since like the turn of the 20th century they opened in like 1901 right and their goal was to sell safety razors to men to maintain you know turn of the century grooming options, you know, the handlebar mustaches, the really cool sideburns, all of that. How can we manage this at home outside of the supervision of like your barber who would do your shaving and things like that with the straight razor? How can we make shaving 
safer, okay? And it worked wonderfully. Gillette did well um, for their male audience. But wait, that's, that's, there's still a whole nother gender of people that haven't been addressed. So what did Gillette do? Changed their razors to become more feminine and attracted the, the women's audience. And it was so unnecessary. <laughs> but the way marketing works, it makes you believe there is value in doing something different. So where women weren't necessarily shaving or grooming or um, landscaping, if you will, they made it they made it more marketable to be a less hairy woman. And how do you achieve less hair on your body? With Gillette razors. We created a problem and now we also have the solution. <laughs> and for Gillette, they created a problem so that they could gain another audience and create more profits. And honey, it is 2021, folks are still buying Gillette razors. I encourage you, love on your target audience. Give them everything that they need. Once that is up and running, that is a smooth flowing transition, open the doors to another audience. Create more value for more people. Be most things to most people. I'll give you another example. Gap. Everybody knows Gap. And Gap is getting a lot of attention. I'm gonna tell you why shortly. Um, but Gap started off just making, just selling Levi's denim. They, wanted, they were pulling up this business model where up against Macy's who had limited, limited supply and limited inventory turnover, right? Gap says we will always have Levi's denim jeans at any size and any style for every price, always available to, come to customers, come shop at the Gap. <laughs> and it worked, Gap was successful for so long. And guess what? They kept building, kept building, kept building into the 1980s. And in 1983, they bought up Banana Republic. Who knew that Gap and Banana Republic were part of the same brand? Did we need to know that? No, because there are two different target audiences for Gap and Banana Republic. So remember earlier when I was talking about Southwest Airlines and Delta and Spirit Airlines, they're all airlines, but they're addressing different customer points and reason for purchasing, right? The Gap did the same thing. So in 1983, they brought on Banana Republic. This is their higher end, more chic, more posh brand, aimed at a higher price point for a different customer base. So your Gap was for your everyday people, we just need sturdy clothes that won't uh, go bad, that'll last us. And Banana Republic says we are our upper crust pinkies outbrand, right? But they didn't stop there. Gap didn't stop there. In 1994, they brought on Old Navy. Old Navy was their bargain basement brand where you can come and get cheap t-shirts. You can get a lot of items for a, a limited amount of money. You can shop cool logos it was trendy fun things that may or may not stay in trend very long right which is fine i, I loved growing up with old navy it was fun um however old navy does not appeal to gaps customers and they don't appeal to banana republic's customers because they are meant to be the lower cost version for that brand so they're Old Navy and Spirit would be under the 
low cost providers for services, whether it's airplanes or clothing, right? So whereas Gillette went and expanded their thought process and their business to multiple genders, Gap expanded their businesses to multiple layers of services, all within one company. So I encourage you, um, how can you take that same approach into your business? Especially in the hair industry. Everything is, not, not just in the hair industry, but in a lot of industries. I wanna make it more broad. In a lot of industries, there's from the service provider or from the entrepreneur's perspective, it is more profitable to go for the big number. I only do $500 services. I only do high-end services. I only do this. I only do that. I only do this, right? But that leaves so much money in the universe to be made by people who say, okay, well, I don't do high-end. Maybe I do value-based. So the customers who can't be regular because their money isn't always as, you know, <laughs> my money don't stretch that far. You may have to deal with people, there may be the value-based people are like, all right, so maybe I don't have $800 to spend on the service, maybe I have five, and I can, I wanna go for the most value for the base of my book, okay. And maybe you have people who are like, I can only do $200 services, and I'm, I'm literally just throwing numbers out, where they would be your lower end. How can you build your business to accommodate the, your target audience, your high-end customers, and allow for value-based opportunities for people who would like to still participate in your business, but can't identify with it because of either price or value or opportunities, who knows? So I encourage you to look at your business, do this inventory, you identify as a high-cost provider, how can you evolve to be maximizing profits no matter what part of the market that you're located in? So think about it that way. Maybe, maybe you have packages that are deluxe packages and basic packages and you know, mid-tier. A lot of people offer stuff like silver, gold, and platinum packages and allow people to have different price ranges and price tiers where multiple people can participate in your business. Um, and that's just that's that on that. Think about different ways of expanding your business. Like for instance, I'll give you a personal example. My favorite service to do is custom units. I love to create a nice wig for someone. You can wear it as much as you want to. You can wear it as little as you want to. It is instant gratification. Okay, well, what if you can't afford my, let me start over. So my base price is at $300. This means you get just hair on a unit and you come in style it and you wear it. There's no coloring, there's no texture, there's no extra length, there's no va-va-boom, right? Now, if you want that super high-end, I want to look like Beyonce tomorrow, <laughs> that is not $300. <laughs> and that is okay. Now, finding packages and creating packages and different offers for your clients, you want to accommodate the base price and the most profitable opportunities that you can create and find the value in the middle. What can I do that has this much value for this much price? Think about different opportunities of servicing your business. And this just requires thinking outside of the box, doing inventory, doing your research. Oh my God, please do competitive research. 
your competitors are finding solutions that you don't even realize there was a problem ahead of time. Start doing your research. Start collaborating with other businesses and seeing like, hmm, how can I add more value to my brand? How can I expand my audience using the products and services that I have? How can I maximize my profits and whatnot? Just start to think outside the box and do your research. Um, now, if you need support with that, let a player know. Like I said, I am <laughs> a business consultant. And it's my goal to bring people knowledge about how to run their businesses as best as they can and to inspire and empower them to making the best business decisions that they can. So whenever you wanna learn more, hit me up. You can always reach out to blushbizonline.com and find out more information on how to create strat profitable strategies for your business. Um, again, I'm Lexi. Y'all know who I am. We've gone over this identity a thousand times. And if you'd like to learn more about energy as currency or my yoga or my hair loss practitioner um, endeavors, please visit on Instagram at nda.lexi, L-E-X-I, dot show. And that way you can get to know me and get to know brands and whatnot and how you can support yourself. Stay inspired, stay true. Listen to all the episodes of Energy is Currency on Instagram or YouTube or wherever you stream at Energy Energy is Currency Pod on Instagram if you want to watch it on the go. I love talking to you. I hope that your day is amazing. Know that energy is currency. So how you manage yourself is how you manage your profits. Take good care of yourself. Love y'all. Until next time. Mm-hmm. <laughs>